There are still way too many questions and not enough answers when it comes to children who have suffered in the foster care system in our province. We know about this most recent case. We've talked quite a bit about it. The fact that the Ministry of Children and Family Development did not check in on two children for seven months. And in the end, one child had severe injuries. Another child died as a result of those injuries. Now, the foster parents involved in that case are going to jail as a result of it. In fact, 10 years in prison for manslaughter and aggravated assault. But how did it happen? We know the social workers involved um, no longer work at the Ministry of Children and Family Development, but that's really about all we know here in a case that is so horrific. So there have been multiple calls for some kind of accountability here, whether it's the firing of the Minister of Children and Family Development, Mitzi Dean, or having her step aside as a result of this. What we know is that she's not going to do that. She spoke to Global News and said she is not, that she believes that they can fix this, that this isn't going to happen again. But can we fix it when it seems like in 30 years, as long as I've been in this business, there have been repeated cases like this happening. In fact, it's been investigated before by our next guest, retired BC RCMP officer Russ Grab, who's also looked into this and he joins us now. Thanks for being here. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Now, Russ, tell us about the time when you looked into this. What were the circumstances there? Okay, so uh, before I get into the details, I'm thinking it might be best if I first explain why I came forward to Global News over the weekend. Um, So in terms of perverse criminal violence inflicted upon tiny children in a family setting and the abject incompetence of a child protection system, it's been said over the past few weeks that this Lake Iraq case stands in a league of its own and that there's no comparators. Also, that the case is so egregious that we really have to get to the bottom of the facts and make sure this never happens again. I was thinking it was important to come out and uh, disclose that in terms of this perverse criminal violence against children and abject incompetence, Lake Iraq does, in fact, have a comparator case. That there is at least one other horrific case that I dealt with that mirrors it almost in its entirety. I thought it too, too important to stress that Lake Iraq is the again that we all say should never happen. Exactly. Again. Uh, so I also wanted to give a first-hand account of what it's like to have to go to the ICU at BC Children's Hospital at uh, 8 p.m. on a warm Tuesday afternoon uh, in May of 1993 and look down at a completely naked, completely broken, completely alone two-year-old Indigenous girl who had been savaged head to toe, who was then fighting for her life in a coma on life support after having been beaten, drowned, and essentially tortured by her very own mother in the family home over an eight-month period in Boston Bar and Lytton, while three social workers down the road in Hope uh, had all the facts but did nothing to intervene, who never once called the police until she was dying in an air ambulance flying at full speed from Chilliwack to Vancouver. Russ, that was 30 years ago? That was May of 1993, Okay, so the never again, as you just demonstrated, happens time and time again. Yeah, so the assault that happened in that case uh, involved the mother having grabbed the little girl finally on May 10th, 1993, after eight months of ongoing beatings, grabbing her by the ankles and centrifugally swinging her tiny skull at high speed into a sharp-edged coffee table, cracking open her skull and leaving her on the floor for 
basically 16 hours before anyone took her to the hospital. That's awful. Finally, uh, finally, I wanted to point out to the public and to your listeners that it's important to understand that this particular case involved one B.C. government agency suing another B.C. government agency in 2011 for nearly $3 million in, in order to get some sort of resolution of this 1993 case, this 1993 coffee table case. It took 18 years for that to happen. Uh, it just okay. You see, know, it, but Russ, you're just making more us angrier. Like you're just making me angry. I think your listeners get angry when they hear this. So when you looked into all of these things, was there something that you found that you could point to to say this is what we need to do? Well, obviously there had to be a tightening up of processes, policies, and protocols. And I'm pretty sure, notwithstanding her subpar performance with the media in the last couple of weeks. I'm pretty sure the minister at this point is doing just that. Uh, I have every confidence that they will uh, get to the bottom of it and tighten things up. But really, at the end of the day, it's a cultural bias thing within the bureaucracy, as I experienced it. Uh, I only have my own anecdotal experience to share. I'm not an expert. I can only give you my opinion. Okay. My, and my opinion is that within the BC government, particularly at the highest levels around the assistant deputy minister level, there is this culture of being focused totally on the policy, the protocol, the cool and trendy IT-enabled tool, and almost zero interest in the consequential outcome. Uh, I, I saw it when I retired from the RCMP in 2006 and became a management consultant. I did quite a bit of work with the BC government with multiple ministries and a, Almost every case at that most senior level, what I saw were people focused on the tool and the policy and the protocol and the fancy approach that they learned back in MBA school and almost no discussion on what is the essential outcome we need to achieve here. And in this particular case, Lake Iraq, it's protection of children. I say put down the policy manual and pick up the Criminal Code of Canada. For heaven's sake. So not enough people, do you think, are are alerting the police? Like, where's the breakdown? Is it we that people, too many people see this happening and aren't raising the alarm about it? Uh, well, there's that, of course. But it's more, at the you know, as people get involved you know, on a day-to-day basis, they get immersed in their robotic execution of their job description and their policies and procedures. They get lost in the process and become agnostic to the outcome. They're not thinking about, oh, maybe we should move quickly here to protect these two children uh, before something bad happens. They're focused on what is the internal policy that I have to follow? What is the tool that we, we've been given? So not putting children first, essentially. Like- well, not putting anybody first, just putting the process ahead of, of any essential outcome, whether it's healthcare, transportation, child protection. There's... You ask the question, and my answer is there's, there seems to be at that most senior level this tendency to focus on process and have almost no discussion on protection of children or redu- reduction of surgical wait times or improvement of public transit systems, that sort of thing. Right. I think what you've, to- what you've defined, though, is really the very meaning of, of bureaucracy. Um, Russ, listen, thank you so much for joining us this morning. We really appreciate that. 
Okay, hopefully I was able to help. Oh, yes, you were. Thank you. That's Russ Grab, retired BC RCMP officer who's investigated cases before involving the abusive children in our foster care system. And you know what? I think that's absolutely the nail on the head there. It is the bureaucracy, a bureaucracy, any bureaucracy could be a big corporation, could be government, when they're more worried about the process as opposed to making sure you get the right outcome. That is when you run into problems. And that is, you know, really the the system in the Children of Ministry of Family and Development. That's what happens. That's where it goes wrong. Uh, we're going to talk more about this. Hopefully we'll get a chance to talk to the minister as well. We want to make sure that, yeah, it's not about the process, that it's about the kids, right? You can weigh in, simi at cknw.com.